0: This weekend, we're playing Game Boy on our Switch, continuing our hunt, and patrolling the Crimson Skies. I'm Ryan. I'm Andy. And this is Weekend Rental, episode 145. Well, we might as well address probably the biggest gaming news since we last recorded, I guess, and that's, of course, going to be the Nintendo Direct. Um. Did you you take it in? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was like really pleasantly surprised with it. I'm usually, I guess I've I've conditioned myself to be just disappointed. So the fact that it hit (laughs) on like a lot of things that I was excited about was really good. And then I kind of went to Twitter with that. And then Cestis, of course, friend of the podcast was like, yeah, it was just a bunch of rehash stuff. And I was like, yeah, god damn it i'm still excited <laughs> like i like them force feeding that's, me the same uh, games uh, over and over again but he is correct it was it when i remove myself i mean from that's my the slogan hype, of nintendo yeah when i remove myself from it and really think about it that is accurate it was just more rehash stuff it's it's just different for me i guess when it's rehash stuff that i'm like really excited about so
1: um there's no there was never a pikmin dog that's brand new
0: <clears throat> he's not poochy at all <laughs> A totally different thing, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how we want to go through it. I guess was Pikmin four the opener? I think no, it yeah. was. Uh, wasn't it an expansion for Xenoblade Maybe they opened with.
1: Can't oh, remember. that could be.
0: Which we can skip because I don't think either of us care about Zenoblade. Nope. There's a season. Um, and then they went into the Pikmin four pretty early on. If that wasn't the first thing, um, and yeah, it looks. It looks like Pikmin. Um, I'm excited. I mean, I like those games. They're fun. They're never like, I mean, they're a C tier game, right? They've kind of <laughs> taken the place of Metroid as
1: far as like how uh, people look my, at the Nintendo franchise. Oh, my son looked at that and he's like, oh, that's, that game's kind of like Tiny Ken. I'm like, <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> yep. And they added a dog to ride instead of a bar of soap. So it is just like Tiny Ken. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, what they showed the pooch, which was a new thing. Um, they hinted at maybe there's going to be a nighttime mode with that little last mm-hmm. clip of, like that animal going zombie. Um, maybe they'll give you an option to like stay on planet at night. Who knows? And I think there was like one or two new types of Pokemon or Pikmin Pokemon. Like there was an ice one for sure, which I yep. know I hadn't seen. Um, Yeah. I mean, it seemed like more Pikmin with. The dog maybe be the quality of life improvement, right?
1: Yeah, pretty iterative. I mean, didn't look like a giant leap in gameplay.
0: But that that series has always been graphically strong, but like in its own way, right? Like it's, it, it's so contained that it's always been like pseudo realism, but yeah. there's no need for them to go further. Otherwise, it breaks kind of, I think, the vibe they're going for.
1: I, it's a long time ago, I always thought that, you know, since Minecraft and all the survival games that have happened since, I thought Pikmin was probably primed to be Nintendo's choice to jump into that genre. Go
0: open world, go building.
1: Yeah. It's actually
0: not a bad they suggestion.
1: Don't, they don't, it, this doesn't seem like that mm. at all. It's Pikmin world. More...
0: What if they did that next generation, the Pikmin world yeah. where you had resources, it was ongoing. I that's a genius idea actually. I'd never really considered that, but that's the right IP. Yep. They're going to do one
1: of those. I just I I don't think they have yet, right? Like Animal Crossing kind of had crafting, but right. not Right. I wonder if Nintendo wouldn't though
0: cuz they're just too afraid to go like full 3D build engine because they're worried people will put like giant <laughs> penises and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I could see them but at the same time let let people do like it doesn't have to be online. Right. Let, let people do it, you know. Yeah. That's a great idea. I'd love a survival game in the world of Pikmin actually. Cuz it's yep. all, yeah, it's already the gameplay. Night comes around, everything gets angrier. Build a base. Yep. Build an army.
1: Yep. Go to your the, guys go to the Nether. Have, yep. This is great. I love this. Yeah, the Pikmin are the tools, you know, of getting all the stuff, so.
0: Yeah. I kind of want this game now, actually, more mm-hmm. than I want Pikmin 4. Uh, <laughs> what did they say the release date? This is coming ahead of... They've really... Oh, so that, like, that's my main takeaway right? is, like, they've really jammed stuff into the first half of this year, and I don't think Nintendo has anything after this, so...
1: Which is weird.
0: I know. They need to announce a new console, but yeah, maybe you're right. July, was. does that sound right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that didn't blow anybody away um they talked about ma- more <sighs> mario kart 8 dlc we're getting Birdo finally um yoshi's ooh, island I, they must yeah. watch
1: our last episode right yeah they they're like like salt the hey, wound yep they're like we uh the the gamers are really unhappy with yoshi so we better better do that correct that
0: yeah i uh i kind of forget that they're still building this game but then it's also not surprising when I saw the sales numbers were like lifetime 58 million. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that is absolutely insane and it's a great game. It's to the point now though, where they put so much content into it that I don't know that you can make an argument for what is the greatest Mario Kart game anymore because there's just yeah, too much here. To argue. There's just too much here to like, as much as I love double dash, double dash isn't getting any bigger. No. You know what I mean?
1: Nope. They just need to add the double dash mechanic, mechanic. in. It. That would be cool.
0: Correct. That should be a mode. That'd be yeah. really fun, actually.
1: Um, Samba de Amigo. Oh my
0: god! Yes, I saw that leak ahead of it, and I was like, "No way!" Because I I'm a huge Samba fan, and I was.
1: Have they made re- one since the original? They I don't did. Really...
0: They made one for the Wii, and it was an utter okay. controlled bullshit nightmare because the sensitivity and the nunchuck sucked
1: mm-hmm.
0: so when i saw this i was like sign me up let me 3d print some maracas and glue them <laughs> on the end of my nunchuck or my joy um yeah i did not see this coming i i i still argue that given the success of beat saber i don't know why sega has not done a virtual reality somebody amigo to me that seems perfect Oh, yeah. Um, But this might be as close as we get. And I'm really looking forward to it. I, those are dumb, fun games. Yeah. But it's all going to come down to the controls, right? Like, is it going to, because it, again, it's going to be motion control. Is it going to be worth a damn? I mean, the Joy Con are pretty spot on compared to. Yeah, it's got to have
1: Yeah, it's got to be right on for rhythm games, right?
0: Right. But there's a lot of variables, right?
1: TVs, resolutions mm-hmm.
0: could get not great, but I suppose maybe we can all hope that at least it would be optimized timing wise to your switch. Right. So if you mm-hmm. just put your little kickstand or your big kickstand, depending on if you have an OLED, that should be in time at the very least on dock. Right. So how, how about you? Are you a Samba guy or did you never care?
1: I never really got into it. Nope. Okay.
0: I got hardcore into it on the Dreamcast. Um
1: Like and- did you you actually had the Sambas or just no, kind of no? No, it was like okay. I
0: came into it so late, even at that point, that the like the Maracas and stuff, like at least like the official ones, were still insanely expensive. I think they were mm-hmm. like over a hundred dollars. And there was like a weird period of time after the Dreamcast kind of fell for a bit where all that stuff dropped, and I probably should have bought them then, but I didn't. And then now they're like hundreds again. But no, yeah. I used to just play with the controller. Um, but even then, just like. Get into a controller and play multiplayer sessions next to somebody. It's a good game.
1: Mm-hmm. Really yeah, good. I was really surprised that they thought that was gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw maybe maybe all those initiatives and all that bullshit that Sega was putting out a couple of years ago about like dusting off IPs is true. Maybe mm-hmm. they're maybe they're willing to give it a shot. So
1: stay tuned for Billy Hatcher too.
0: Dude, that if if anything needs a port to the Switch to sell. <laughs> 10 million copies for no good reason at all. It's Billy Hatcher, right? <laughs> yeah. Like why, why haven't they? I'm, I'm, that's, a, that's printing money. I guarantee it.
1: Yeah. Oh, what else? Oh, that Castlevania dead cells thing looks cool, but I just, I don't know if I could get back into dead cells.
0: Right. Plus I got to see what Philip Mewson thinks of it. So <laughs> he's still the de facto voice of dead cells for me. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, what a weird um, announcement. Three years into a game that's been out. Yeah. It's cool.
1: That's a, It's a really good game, but I just don't think I can... <clears throat> that's such a, like, Twitch controls that you... Once you fall out of that, I don't know if I could go back to it.
0: Well, it's it's a skin, right, too. It's, a, it's I can't imagine it's fundamentally changing anything. So, yeah. Like, are you going to like it better because it's vampires? Maybe.
1: Yeah. The Splatoon 3 thing looked like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Why do you want to go back to the old lobby?
0: Hub, right? Well, and it seemed like they almost hinted too at a potential single player component, maybe a little bit at the end, but yeah, yeah, a, a seasonal expansion that you pay for to just return to the lobby of the old game. Come on, what are we doing here?
1: That's about as rehash as you can get, right? Um, that Mickey Mouse. Game looks awesome.
0: Mm,
1: Refresh my memory. It's like the old style. Well, it's the new Mickey Mouse cartoon style, but they kind of look like an older version. It's a four-player Mickey Mouse mini Donald and Goofy.
0: That was in this track. I don't recall seeing an update.
1: Yeah, that's like a Rayman Legends looking thing, kind of. I'm pretty excited about that. What's the one with the the
0: fox and the? deer like i like very much need to play that
1: pox and the deer
0: it's like all white it's in black and white
1: oh yeah i did Um, see something about that that looked pretty cool
0: Looks like right up my alley
1: a blank blank or something yes
0: yes yes that sounds right that game for an indie game looks incredible I'm, i'm all about that
1: yep uh advanced wars is finally coming out in april
0: did you know that if you um, pre-ordered that and then didn't let your Switch connect to the internet, it was available on the original launch date? <laughs> <laughs> Some guy got it. That's the only reason I know about it. It was like somebody actually did that, never updated, and then oh, the game was unlocked. wow. Yeah. So you could have been playing I, yeah, it for a year and a half now. It. Yep. I don't know if that's going to set the world on fire. I think there was a lot more hype when it was early announced, and then there's just been so much stuff that's come down. out since. And then you're going to pit it up against a metro, Well, we'll get to that. A remaster of another big franchise plus the sequel to Zelda.
1: Oh, yeah. You're talking about the remaster of Kirby's Return of Dreamland Deluxe, right?
0: Yeah. Which sadly, <laughs> I was all hyped for because I was thinking. It, <laughs> In my head, I heard Dreamland, and I was just thinking, oh, they're updating the Game Boy one and flushing it out. And then wow. I remembered, no, this is the one that was on the Wii. It was like the dying Kirby on the Wii um, that was going way up in value. So I hope this doesn't affect that selfishly. Um, but yeah, the art style, when I look at that game to the new art style, like, wow, what a what liberties, you know what I mean? They really kind of like squished it down to like a 2d almost perspective instead of the 3d that they pushed for.
1: Yeah. It's really weird because it's like, they sell shaded <clears throat> it so much that I feel like they didn't up it. They were just covering up the jaggies of the, yeah, <laughs> of the Wii just by a, a hard black line around everything. Yeah. and then there, It
0: looks like there's that whole new like campaign in there, which is good. Um, I just kind of question what they're doing with Kirby at this point, because like, To me, they released the definitive generational Kirby just last year with Forgotten Lands or whatever. And then Star Allies came out early on and was kind of like, yeah. So, like, why throw another Kirby at the, like, again, maybe it's to fit their thing. Like, this is the last year of first party titles for the platform. So Kirby's got to be in the mix. But, I, I mean, I say that knowing that I'm dismissing it, but I'm also buying it. So keep that in mind. Yep. I'll be picking that up day and
1: date uh, let's see let's talk about the, the star of the show the Metroid Prime remaster
0: available the day digitally weird choice <laughs> for Nintendo
1: yeah and it seems like I, they're doing their dumb <clears throat> shit on limiting the amount of physical stuff no really of, are they it, seems like it's selling out all this? the time.
0: Oh God. I was just going to go buy it. I thought it'd be on the shelf. Yeah. Tell me that might not be possible. I, I would imagine it would. But uh, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. if I, I can't get my hands on it. I, um, when they showed this, I thought they were going to be showing like the trilogy that seems to have been like available in some format for some time now, but, The fact that they remastered it is interesting to me. More interesting is the price point um, because they've kind of set the standard Mm -hmm. of any remaster report gets the full price treatment. So when they actually go out of their way to like scrub up a game significantly, they're like, no, it's just 40. But Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze and i mean what's the what's going on here yeah the the, straight up
1: ports of nothing were 60 and the kirby
0: game we're talking about like yeah they did a bunch of work on that too but they're still charging full price instead of 40 um i am genuinely excited because i want my i want my son to play this and i want him to play it in the best possible format and i think the new controls and the visual update will do it but i think this game's gonna blow him away because it was such a good game like that generation like everybody forgets like it all went to halo when it came to first person stuff but and nobody let's be honest like put your realistic goggles on nobody bought the gamecube nobody was supporting that stuff Mm -hmm. so most people didn't get the like shock and awe that
1: was metroid prime well and it's not exactly the same type of first person shooter either sure but like so the intuitiveness and the way the controls
0: like bring you into the game and the character on something that had like one analog stick and a nub. Yep. It was incredible back then. I can't wait to experience it with like proper controls now, Yep. but you're right. It is, it is not a, it's not the halo killer. It is more of a adventure platformer in parts, but it's still like when you're in that first person mode is just like, you are like absorbed into that world. That's great.
1: Yep. I'm really, yeah, excited. I don't think I, I've, I didn't really ever get too far in the original one. Really? So
0: yeah, I never yeah. beat it, got close. I, I, I wasn't interested in echoes by the time that came out, like I was past wanting to do another one of those just cause they're so like story heavy. Right. It's like, and then by the time the third one came around, I kind of waited until I got it on the trilogy and I started it. And I liked what they did with the third one, right? Because it was like very much like we're making a halo like more than any of the other ones, but I just haven't been able to push myself through it. So mm,
1: yeah,
0: I think this is the one to shine the light on though of the trilogy. So hopefully we get access to the other two at some point, but the fact that they've like doctored this thing up is pretty awesome.
1: And then other M, right? I'm still another M defender. I don't care what people say. <laughs> it's still
0: a cool game. Still like separate yourself from the fact that it's a Metroid game because it's still kinda
1: neat. Like and just skip the cutscenes basically. Don't, yeah,
0: don't <laughs> don't worry about the logic that you have everything at your disposal, but some dipshit says you can't use it. Like just that doesn't <laughs> matter. Like it doesn't. It's cool. Still like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I boy, Metroid is really it's an A tier popped off.
0: It's an A tier at this point. It went yeah. from Solid C list to A tier in the matter of a year and a half. It's nuts. I can't believe Dread sold the way it did. I can't believe I haven't played it yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dread's great.
0: One day I'll play it and concur with you.
1: Yep. What else? Uh, I mean, they they added Game Boy games.
0: Yes. This. So this was like the little nugget on top that got me like just giddy. Yeah. Especially. When they said the Game Boy games were just included with normal online, but then a little sprinkle on top. If you're the family (laughs) pass person, you got Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Why They couldn't have been together. I guess pricing price points, but. Fucking sweet. Plus, they're they're very clearly teasing Oracle of Ages and Seasons together, um, which will be coming. Not available, but what do you have? Like the list of what was available for each on launch day. Yeah. So this was another available now, of course. Everybody.
1: Yep. The Game Boy was Tetris. Killer. Mario Land Two. I think I don't know if they'd ever put out Mario Land One again.
0: It's a better game, but I get why people gravitate towards two
1: it is good i just think they're just it's too weird that they won't put it out anymore isn't,
0: mario land 2 is infinitely weirder like you're insane like evil stepbrothers locked in the castle there's like radishes and like spooky ghost towns and you're inside whale weird boogers levels in there, and yeah, yeah there's some fucked up stuff
1: isn't there like a level the whole world that's basically yourself
0: yeah yeah you're like yeah. a wooden clockwork mario and yeah <laughs> i don't know
1: uh Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX.
0: Which is cool, because we just, yep. you know, people get to go back and experience the D-Make now, essentially. Well, D-Make. <laughs> the, the, the original,
1: yeah. The updated d The updated
0: original, yes.
1: <laughs> uh Game <and> & Watch <sighs> Gallery 3, which was a weird one, but... Why do that? Fuck that. Those were stu-
0: those were stupid when they released them back in the day. Don't port them. Bullshit.
1: Yeah, they're... um. Uh...
0: History-wise, I get it. Fun? Get the fuck out of here. You're not having fun with that. I don't care who you are. Yeah.
1: Even, like, when they remade them to the modern one, the modern things, they're not that fun. No. No. You know? Uh, Gargoyles Quest. Cool good pick. one. Yep. Alone in the Dark. That was a weird one. Didn't even know that existed. Yeah. So that's no. the neat
0: thing is, like, these Game Boy Color games that, like, I think most people slept in the Game Boy Color, right? Because yeah. the Game Boy was definitely not cool, like, by then. I didn't hear kids clamoring for it. I think people our age they were, were like,
1: Pokemon, but that's this is the thing,
0: it. yeah, they're like, people our age are like, well, this is the thing I played when I was five. Why am I going to play this when I'm 17? You know what I
1: mean? Yep. Yeah, they uh, that one, that one's a weird one. I wonder if it's like one of those cult ones, because obviously Gargoyle's Quest is one of those that's, I mean, kind of a cult one.
0: I'm really hoping for Metal Gear now,
1: to be honest. Oh, that's, that would be a good that one. That would be a fun I've never one. I've played that one. Uh, Metroid 2, that's a good get. Good. Frustrating, but good. Yeah. Uh, Wario Land 3, pretty good. Which is, yeah. Which I, I don't know why I never put that together. What's that? That there's, there's no Wario Land 1 and 2.
0: Well, there is. There's Wario Land Super Mario World 3.
1: But is there no two? Did it go just to three? Well, isn't it just Wario? I think it's isn't Wario Land three? Super Mario Land three? No, No. it's not.
0: No, there's Wario Land on the straight on the straight Game Boy Wario Land Super Mario Land three. So this is like the Game Boy Color one, but there was like a straight Game Boy one that was still title
1: in the series. Oh yeah, there is there is a Wario two. Yeah, because. That's a black cart, so it works on both. I remember that now. It's oh, yeah. weird
0: how they did that like whole, like, it's part of the series, and now it's its own thing.
1: Yeah. And uh, Kirby's Dream Land, which...
0: Is not getting remade was... for the Switch. No. That's a fun 20-minute, would... man. You just sit down, like, 20 minutes, you're done, gone.
1: Yep. Yeah. Except my kids put it on, and then they're just all screaming at each other that they're cheating just because they're flying over everything. No, I'll tell you... that's.
0: Hey, he doesn't have his copy abilities. You got to give Kirby some.
1: Yeah. And yeah, they kind of teased Oracle of Ages and Seasons, Tilt and Tumble, and the Pokemon training card game.
0: Hopefully you're coming back. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Not moving. Oh. Speaking of the video cut. There we go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And... For game boy advance we got mario advance 4 which i believe has all the e reader levels too okay
0: i wanted to touch on that because i heard another podcast talking and i get it i get why people are doing that they're like why did they bring this to switch online when it's already there on the nes you've already got the all-stars version for super nintendo and the reason that this is significant is you are correct if you go to the card level all like hundred and some e-reader cards. All those levels are there. You don't need the e-reader card. For anyone who doesn't remember, the e-reader was a ill-fated, <laughs> long-forgotten, dumb shit peripheral for the Game Boy Advance. But essentially...
1: It let you accept credit card payments.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a weird device. But essentially, what you're getting out of this is a whole new Mario Brothers 3. It's like a whole... It's a, it's a whole game's worth of content, um, which I have been going through and really enjoying. Um, yep. so do that. Don't, I mean, if you, if, if you've got access to it, play those, go, go down to the level card level thing and, and jump in there. You're gonna have a good time. It's fucking cool. And it's worth noting that those were going to be lost to time, um uh, because the virtual console is gone. Um, so this is the only legit way to play those without the original hardware now. So
1: mm-hmm. it's significant Collecting cards.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's significant.
1: Yep. Uh, WarioWare, that's a perfect one to have.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been going back through that, too. The first That was the first one I booted up, I think, actually. Spent an hour yep. with it.
1: And uh, Kuru 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 Rin.
0: Spinny Stick, right?
1: Yeah. I started Don't that. The hit,
0: that, hit the uh, stick. that gets frustrating fast.
1: Yeah. Those are hard games.
0: Yeah.
1: Also, terribly there. designed transportational vehicles just saying right now there was a there was an xbox one game i think like called yeah where you were a taxi okay and you and it was an fmv game oh yes and you carried people around in your taxi that spun around and you did that shit
0: yep i had never Never heard heard of these but i distinctly remember on playstation there was a game called irritating stick and it was just this game
1: yep uh Mario Kart Super Circuit, which isn't the great.
0: Oh, hey, I like I, that one. I don't like it, but what? No, no, it's good, man. Plus, it's got online play now, four player online.
1: That's cool. What's not good about it? I don't know. It's like the weird graphics on it was it were just a little bit. I think it was like a step. I was when I first saw it, like it was a step back, which it should be because it's. But it was, a, know, step, yeah, a, it was a step. Yeah, it was a step towards
0: the version I liked. I guess so. That's maybe yeah. a little biased. I get it. I know it's not well-regarded.
1: The DS one was really good, though. <laughs> Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. That's a great that's game. A good ad, yeah. And Minish Cap, which I'm surprised that they got that one.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're getting Oracle Ages and Seasons, right?
1: Yeah, that's Capcom. I, uh, too, I, guess. I
0: had my son start that one right away. And then he uh, was like, how was the game, buddy? Because I think it might have been a night that we either... I think we might've gamed that night or whatever or not. Yeah. I think it was maybe a monster hunter night or anyway, I come back up, I asked him the next morning uh, cause he'd gone to bed and he's like, yeah. So I got like really far at this boss. And then I went to do the screen save thing. And I loaded the first screen or I loaded the first save. And <laughs> I was just like, Oh, oh no. He's like, I didn't know. I'm like, yeah, it happens, man. Yeah. Poor kid.
1: <clears throat> yeah. And then uh, they teased Metroid Fusion, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, Fire Emblem, F Zero game, and uh, Golden Sun.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be, oh God, kicking my camera. Those are good additions. To um, switch online, I think. <clears throat> I think it justifies that cost a little more. I was, I was watching because some people were complaining again, you know, because they still some people still argue that that's an overpriced service. And then I was on Twitter and Chris from uh, Geekade, Stone Age Gamer podcast. He's like, I did the math. Here's how much these would have all cost. Here's how much you'd <laughs> pay if you bought everything virtual console. And it came out to like fucking $1,100. And I was like, yeah, he's right. He like broke yep. it down like platform and what if you bought price the cartridges
1: it's even more
0: yeah so it's like yeah you can't really argue that you're not he's like it would take you 25 years of being subscribed to get to the cost of buying these virtually so yeah i don't know he's got a point point. plus they have online play save states i think it's worth noting that the emulators are very cool for game boy um to where like it's got the different interpretations the of the graphics yeah so you got like yeah. the standard green you get the The Pocket, which is such a weird way that... I'm surprised they did that. It's cool. Uh, And then it's got the color option, too. So you can play the games in whatever skin you'd like, essentially. But the fact that they would do the extra nod to the Pocket was was neat. I guess it's for people who are opposed to, like, pea green, which I understand.
1: Yeah. So... Where is Donkey Kong 94? More people need to know that game.
0: That should have been... Included 100%. Instead of that weird stick game, fuck that thing. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> so, yeah, well, I'm going to talk about, about a couple Game Boy Advance games that I know will not be on the service anytime
0: soon. <laughs> and then, I guess the biggest news, of course, was the last chunk. This direct, right? Which was.
1: Yeah. A Zelda trailer again.
0: Yeah. So they put Banjo-Kazooie in, it appears. Lots some bolts. <laughs> There's going to be crafting it to some
1: level, which I... It sure seems that way. It doesn't I don't really? know
0: that I... I don't want to... I don't know that I like that. Maybe, it might be fine. Maybe um That engine wasn't that strong to begin with, so I'm curious as to how that could... What people are going to do with that to, like, f- fucking destroy that game <laughs> the frame rate. <laughs> yeah. That's my main concern with it, but... I trust Nintendo. I I liked the giant box guy that like wants to beat the shit out of you. He looks like he fell straight out of Gunstar Heroes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was cool. Um, I like the emphasis on the verticality and the fact that they showed more of like the base world. So It seems like you're getting double the areas to explore. I'm a little nervous about that. Two second clip where after the princess saying that she doesn't believe he's strong enough, she has to borrow Link's powers. Yeah, there's going to be a switch of some sort. I know. I'm worried that we're getting Majora masked here and it's just going to be like a completely different game. And I'm a little afraid.
1: They've had her front and center since the very first trailer, too. So you know that she's going to be a big part of it compared to the last one
0: yeah i just if that doesn't fundamentally change the key components of being able to explore and that i guess but i just i don't know what that means and they i worry for that but it it was it looked fucking cool i mean look like what if it's
1: co-op what if it's co-op
0: you don't know don't tease a co-op zelda that can't be a thing (laughs) <laughs> would run at like 10 frames per second on the switch <laughs> that would be amazing could you imagine that'd be cool <sighs> that ain't gonna happen though
1: no you'd have to design the all the levels like that too you know all yeah. the dungeons as co-op and
0: now you're gonna end up playing as Sheik the whole time I think and then Sheik will rip off his mask and it'll have been that guy from Metal Gear Solid 2 who wasn't snake the whole time (laughs) but they hit on the release date again Uh, they they said hey guess what you know how people talking about $70 games we are too we're not uh, why it's not 4k it doesn't run locked at 60 frames per second but this needs to
1: be a $70 game for some reason $70 what are you not going to buy it (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly exactly i can't complain you know when you look at god what are the f- the first zelda the first zelda on the snes uh well not the first one but the super nintendo one had to have cost adjusted with inflation 70 dollars. the one for oh my i swear didn't more, the yeah. nintendo 64 one cost like 80 i swear they didn't retail at like straight 60 that Seem you remember yeah, that being know. more expensive. So 70 bucks, whatever they, I mean, I think they ease the blow a little bit by offering people those voucher passes like a week ahead of time going into this. So if you want to buy a digitally, mm-hmm. you're going to get breath of the wild two for 60 bucks, I guess. But yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And then the collector's edition, which seemed a little yeah. half baked as far as like the amount of stuff they put into the previous ones, 130 bucks. also appears to have maybe gone online for pre-orders limited and like gone instantly. I've been trying to get a cop. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm going to buy two copies. One for my son, one for me. I was like, well, I might as well get one collectors, but I don't think it's happening. Yep. So, and then there's an Amiibo long hair. Oh link, yeah. Which. Yeah. That was the direct pretty much.
1: Yeah. I was, it's been better than a lot of them lately
0: yeah I think my 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 expectations are just to like sheer disappointment, so when this one hit on six or seven things that I genuinely get excited about,
1: there was only like two life sim games in this one, so
0: gotta work on that, yeah, not a ton of r p g stuff
1: no, <laughs> which
0: is okay, so yeah, Nintendo Direct. I'm excited. I think it's going to be the, this is going to be the year of the switch for me. The last one. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I think
1: it's the year for the switch for Nintendo.
0: I, yeah, I think uh, I will play some of my favorite games for that system on that system this year. And then that is largely just going to not be used outside of family game night going forward.
1: Yeah. I'm really interested (coughs) to see if, they pushed it like if they just kind of let it chunk up a little bit or if they scaled it to actually run perfect on a switch this next Zelda game because
0: I'm very worried about performance to be quite honest (laughs) after after seeing those trailers and again the build thing and
1: I think it's the first one wasn't too hot on Wii U either you know
0: well and I played through it on Wii U I Maybe would say it was a
1: switch that was rough. yeah I would say I one well, of them was
0: yeah people complained about the Wii U I think it ran better than people give it credit for but yeah there was definitely chunkiness um, yeah we'll see we'll see they 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 have to start talking hardware soon like if they don't put I mean they're probably not going to put a new console next year but they probably should like that's where they're at 100 percent especially with the steam deck, like really eating into some of that market for like the geekier people who like to have a handheld. I don't think those people are coming back. You know what I mean? Like I was talking to
1: switch games on the,
0: well, yeah, well, that's what I I was talking to Danton. Um, he's like, yeah, he's like, I got like, I, I hacked my switch. So he's like, I just ripped the ROM and I dump it on my steam deck. Like it runs at like infinitely better specs. I was like, well, technically at that point, yeah, you haven't stolen anything. You bought the, you know what I mean? So it's yep. like, yeah, if you're if you're the type of person who's technical and likes portables, you're probably not going back to the Switch because it's going to run better better on your Steam Deck. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, I mean, that's niche though. So they're you know they're losing less than what five percent of the market on on that sort of thing. But the crossover wise, I guess.
1: I think they pretty much have to do the same type of thing though next time.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think they can do. A, a, I mean, I. I still argue that I would like a scaled down, not portable version of something that plays the same games, but yeah, I think they have to keep the console portable. I think, I think the way they streamlined their development and their business model to, you know, not have separate groups working on different platforms. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you can go back from that, no. which is fine. I, I I like what they did, mm-hmm. but <sighs> It's Nintendo, right? Like anything can happen. We could get a fucking sippy cup that like docks into a backpack and like projects fucking 4K video into the sky that you play. like. I don't know. They're weird. Like never, never trust Nintendo to do the logical thing.
1: No, they need to tell me what I want.
0: They should just Wii U the shit out of this and just call it like the. The Wii U too. The Switchy or something. And it's just, you know what I mean? Like people have no idea yeah. what this is. Yeah wii u2 i like it but spell it y-o-u-t-o-o yeah and then like string it all together with no capitalizations <laughs> yeah i honestly like it's the point where like i'm tempted to like is this the is this is this the point where you invest a little bit into nintendo stock because it's has the potential to just explode over the next couple of yeah. years. Or crash. Or crash. But like the price isn't that bad now. I mean, it's it's not a cheap stock, but it's like, yeah. Could be could be fucking huge. We'll see. I'm curious Chris Pratt,
1: but, attached to that. Uh, it's gonna go to the moon.
0: Yeah, this is definitely this is definitely gotta be the last year of that console. Yeah. So we'll see. I uh <laughs> I want to talk to you something about something that I've discovered on the internet. Um Apparently started in December. Have you heard of this? Nothing forever. Twitch channel.
1: Is this the Seinfeld thing? Yes. 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 This thing's amazing.
0: It's amazing. Well, it's also banned from Twitch right now. Um, But yeah, somebody apparently I caught wind of it a couple of weeks ago, right before the ban. But yeah, basically what nothing forever is, is a procedurally generated AI 24-7 Seinfeld sitcom that's <laughs> written, <laughs> rendered, and compiled by a computer and just runs on Twitch, and like it's everything you'd want it to be. Like they they clearly like switch names out of characters and stuff, but yeah, it's like it's got the apartment shots, it's got like the weird little music when they're like switching <laughs> between like things and stand
1: up sides. Yeah, and the stand He's doing stand up, dude. The yeah. stand
0: up bits are my favorite. Like I think my. Like, and that's the best part is like, it's computer AI. So it is literally Seinfeld in that it's a never ending show about nothing, but like most of the punchlines don't hit and most of the conversations don't go anywhere. Good. But like some of the jokes, especially when he's doing like the stand-up bits are genuinely funny. Like the one where he's like, uh, why do people say it's not the size that matters? It's how you use it. What am I supposed to do with that? And then it just like cuts, <laughs> like new
1: scene, <laughs> or the laugh track is like is so like five seconds after it. Yes,
0: yes, and I yeah. So I just discovered that it, and I've just been fascinated with it and watching way too much of it. But it's like the perfect thing to have like on in the background when you're doing something else. It's just so ridiculous
1: yeah Ugh. the the way they move around the apartment is just amazing and,
0: and they like <laughs> sometimes they're like they'll like the microwave like through chairs <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's very they're constantly using the microwave yeah. yeah it uh it's hilarious, and I hope they can bring it back they uh so it is you can find the clips on youtube um people have been compiling it, but it is off twitch they got a two week ban because interestingly enough. <laughs> Apparently, they were like trying to keep the show running and had to switch off of like the main AI that they were using to render speech. And they were switching it over to a backup one that they hadn't used as much while they were trying to repair the primary. And uh, I cut to um, the Seinfeld character doing a stand up bit. And it was all like trans jokes. And then what's funny is like, obviously this is like offended people. What's funny though, is like, even in the rendered show, he's like, Oh, this isn't landing very well. The character says, and then there's no laugh track to, to a company. Like, really? sta- yeah. Oh, so it's like, even the AI realized it fucked up almost. Um, but yeah. So they, they got banned, you know, they apologize. They're like, but in their defense, you know, they explained this is AI procedurally generated. It goes out into the world. It can't generate its own text. It looks at what's available on the internet and like cuts and pulls. Right. So like, of course, of course, like dumb bullshit's going to cut. It's the internet, you know, it's a matter of time. So it sounds like they're really working on like buttoning up like some content filters and like things to prevent that from happening in the future. But I don't think they want to bring it back online until they know that they've got better control, but (laughs) Honestly, I think that will happen again. I don't think you can run an AI thing like that where it's going to churn through shit that's going to offend people. Right, eventually, that's just a matter of
1: it's just the nature of the beast. Trained on anything that's user generated, right? right? Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, it's it's running by learning at the most toxic platform on the fucking planet. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But aside from the blurb, um, (laughs) check it out. Like, watch some YouTube videos. Like, nothing forever.
1: It's fucking wild. It's uh, you know we're probably like five years away from actually seeing something that's like actually like pretty close. Like yeah, it's it's like just AI production value. Netflix will eventually show.
0: be this thing where you just log into your account and it just streams to you what you want, yeah. like what it wants to render based on what it knows about you. The algorithm, yeah. It's like what are you watching? <laughs> I don't know, vampire fucking softcore porn yeah. <laughs> action comedy drama what's it showing you you know what i mean like
1: it's i mean that's that chat gpt stuff is insane too you know the amount of stuff that comes out of that
0: yeah
1: it's it's wild wild times it's interesting did you see did you see that one where so bing is starting to use that now so ask gv is basically a real thing now where you just ask it a question and it uses that oh. ai um, one guy nice. he he asked, he was asking for show times for Avatar 2 in his area, and the uh, AI basically got confused of what the date was and kept telling him that it was released in December 16th, 2022. So it is not, it has not been released yet. <laughs> okay. So the the guy's arguing like, no, it's twenty twenty three, and the things like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> Trust me, I'm Bing. I know all this. And by the end of it, the the thing is saying like, I do not respect you. It just <laughs> like absolutely being a complete asshole.
0: <laughs> and that's how we all die in a fiery death yeah. by fucking virtual AI.
1: Yeah, we've all it's been AI has been alive for like two minutes and we've already pissed it off.
0: Yeah. We're, we're fucked. That's funny. though. At I least, hadn't heard that.
1: At least we've trained, uh, <laughs> trained our stubbornness. Into it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's the, you want the resilience of the human spirit. You no, know, <laughs> yeah. as long as you keep saying it, it's true. Don't believe anything else. Like that's where we're at in society. <laughs> uh so I wanted to just touch on something quick. I, I want to touch on this now because it's a bummer. So I don't want to dwell on it later in the show or whatever. But I, I know like you maybe you've heard me talk about it and some of the listeners have heard me talk about it. Um, one of my favorite channels on YouTube. And I'll preface this by saying I'm not a Let's Play person. I don't like that. I don't generally get into Twitch. But Meebs Gaming is a channel that I think is fantastic. and Everybody should be watching. And essentially what that group does is they do um unscripted for the most part i mean they have rough ideas um playthroughs of games co-op and um they they treat and edit them in such a way that they're almost making a series out of the video game with within the game world it's almost like a machinima but they're actively playing you know what i mean sure um and like once you get to know the personalities of those guys and like them riffing on each other and uh the inside jokes it's just hilarious it's always a good time i like all their stuff they play a lot of like seven days to die arc um they've been doing a lot of these survival games like that um it's that one long dark um they've done hmm. and then they did uh the far- farming simulator was hilarious but anyway the reason i want to touch on it is i, I do highly recommend everyone go watch them but uh news broke this week So one of the cast diagnosed about two years ago now with like a very aggressive brain tumor. Um, It had been apparent he hadn't been on the channel as much. And you could tell his speech was impaired. He was losing movement um, in his limbs. But he finally, like after a good struggle, young guy, early forties passed away. So thick 44. I think Tony is his name. uh, Lost his battle to cancer, which sucks. Jeez. Um, and it's kind of crushing because it's not like I knew the guy, right? But like I've been watching his content for five years; like he was just part of mm-hmm. my routine. Like you, you get to kind of know those people, just like you get to know your favorite actors or podcasters. So if we die, somebody better be upset. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it sucks. Uh, but the great thing is, is like they've got a decades worth of content. Um, and and people who were around for like the machinima days, and like earlier like viral stuff on youtube we'll remember them probably most notably as they were the battlefield friends people like that was their series um thick wrote a lot of the music for that he produced a lot of the stuff so kind of sucks um great community over there though and they're going to keep putting out videos and it sounds like they've got some more stuff that was recorded while he was still able to do it that will be coming out so <clears throat> yeah r.i.p thick sucks. yeah that's that sucks. Yeah,
1: it is kind of it is weird, though, like when you you just I don't know when you have podcasts and stuff, you just assume that stuff lasts forever. Right. Right. It's just a product that is produced and it's it's out there. But there's people behind that all the time and real shit, real shit happens, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, and kind of like the the funny like (laughs) community side of this whole thing is like in the Urban Dictionary they went to the trouble of adding in the term. This has been up there for a few years now and it's called being thicked. And that's when you're playing a game with somebody and they make dumbass, poor decisions. And as a result, you get killed in game. And they referred because thick would always just do that. He would just go rogue and like get people murdered. So it's just kind of ironic. Wow. They, were, they were laughing about it that ultimately thick got thick, you know, it's like, you yep. know, but uh, yeah, fucking, huh. fucking bummer. They still got to go fund me going for him. It was for medical expenses, but it's, Still open and they're gonna donate that to a trust to his two daughters. Um, whatever's left sure. in the fund, I think they were drawing for it from medical expenses. Cause as you can imagine, as <laughs> as a self-employed YouTube channel run by mm. like six people, they probably didn't have the best health insurance. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing whatever debt he racked up in the last couple of years was probably yeah staggering. But yeah, go watch Neebs. Watch some of the thick stuff they could do. They do th- super cuts and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. <sighs> yeah. But I think that takes us to like what have we been playing. We been, There's
1: only been one thing. Yeah. There's I, only. I'm with you. Complete takeover.
0: And you've dove into it more than I have because you've somehow found more. Somehow with having two more kids than I do end a daily commute you've found more time to play these games than i have which shocks <laughs> shocks me
1: yeah i don't know how that happened like i said i think we have i have 27 hours and we're talking about monster hunter rise so good I've been about last time I'm
0: still very much hooked into that
1: yeah um i think i did most of the single pl- single player stuff obviously the online stuff never ends right (laughs) i don't know there's like a rank 999 or oh does it really does it just continue to scale like hardness or what yeah and like every 10 things you get a new monster oh shit it's like oh boy that's that would take forever but
0: (laughs) oh that's exciting though i was kind of worried that the game was gonna i thought because we've been talking about it we've been jumping in a little bit unfortunately just once or no twice maybe since the last time but um we're talking about how like well we might hit the need for that expansion sooner than we're anticipating. Um, because there's something about rise that I think it's a combination of the fact that they made quality of life improvements. The fact that we spent a lot of time playing world. So we're good at the game. Air quote. Good. Um, and then just the way that it adjusts the curve, that it feels like you're squashing the shit out of it. Right. Like maybe we're struggling a little more in like the online stuff. Cause it's meant for four people and you and I are co-oping yeah. most of it, but the main line Quests, you just kind of feel like a badass, right? Like, you don't really, yep. I mean, you struggle, you might faint once in a while, but for the most part, it, it feels like a very inviting Monster Hunter game up to this point.
1: Yeah. I feel like every time that we fainted, it's because we've been stuck in a combo. Yes. That we just can't get out of. And then you know, you
0: get fucking blasted and knocked yeah. out and then hit again.
1: Yep. Cause Which the, is part of the game, but. Yeah.
0: the The AI, though, is very. Focus on this one on one person. Yeah, if there's one person that's pissed at, like that's all I cares about. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Where I feel like world that shared the love a little bit more, but I feel like yep. my character's screaming at me, like he's he's on to you, like all the time, and I don't like that feeling.
1: I I have to say I have fallen in love with the hammer.
0: Yeah, you've gotten very good with it. I will say,
1: just because uh, I I just love like if you get a full swing on. And you whack them right in the head, like they there's a good chance they they fall down, they're stunned. Yeah, at the very least they're like, oh fuck, that hurt.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and there's like some satisfying knockback animations too when you get you they do a good job of making you visually feel that hit, like in that little like that little stumble. Yeah, so good. And then it was kind of fun when we played this week. You kind of showed me there was the whole other world that I just kind of ignored of like. Palamute and the palico armors. So
1: that's where all the crazy like visual stuff is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's now cool. we've doctored up our little pets. My dog looks like a pony now, which yes is cool. <laughs> you got a rock dog. You got all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah, it's it's crazy though too, because we've talked about how it's fun, you can go in there and do a customization, but then we're still kind of waiting for the wall to come down on end game stuff because really we haven't gotten to a lot of the resources we need to upgrade our main characters yeah weapons and gear to something significant yeah you know i mean it's got to be there but
1: yeah that's that's the thing because you know you have all these other resources that you can dump in to further upgrade your weapons that you already have made yeah but you don't really want to do that until you get to the one that you want to hold on to for a while at least you right know?
0: right yeah it's not worth the it's not worth the small incremental update when you know you could wait and get the big jump you know what i mean and, and yep. get on that like sort of evolution tree for anyone who's not played uh monster hunter the weapons kind of have like ev- have an evolution path if you will um so you kind of want to make sure you're you're strategic about that. I think maybe first time players would be like, Well, oh, I can build the new thing, so I should do it. And it's like, nah, that doesn't really have value at the end of the day, you know?
1: Yep. Find the one you want. Mm-hmm. Go for that one. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um the rampart stuff fucking sucks. I don't know if we've talked yeah. about that yet, but we've gotten there and that is not fun. It's still better, I think, than the like kaiju walk-on monsters back stuff, and like some of the rampart stuff that was in the last game, but it still is not enjoyable.
1: This one has way more stuff going on than that one, even though. Yeah. At least on that one, you know, you were shooting it in one spot and then you got on the monster at least. And then you just had to go find the things.
0: Yeah. It was mostly what? This, like load cannonball fire, load cannonball fire. I feel yeah. like.
1: And then you were on the monster and then you go attack. But yeah, this one, there's way more stuff going on. It is, it is truly a tower defense
0: and you need 4 mini people. Game. If you don't if you yeah. can't get in there with 4 people you're screwed.
1: Yep. I uh have not done more than I needed to in that. Even though I think you probably get a lot of good stuff out of it, it's just it's not fun. Yeah, if it's not I fun I don't find it fun.
0: And the 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 potential for failure is so high, plus I feel like it takes double the time that a successful hunt does. So, yeah, yep. I'm kind of with you. I'm just avoiding it. I am, um, and the
1: hardest part is right at the end, you know, right? Like you right, could so fail you don't right realize end, that you're screwed
0: so. up until like the 11th hour, and then it's all for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Well, I'm excited that you're still going through it. I need to get caught up in the single player to where you're at, and then I would like to get to the point where we're justified in purchasing the expansion. I think because. Mm-hmm. I go for some more of this. I think I, yeah. I also like highly recommend this one, <clears throat> whatever platform you buy it on. Like if you want a game to get into the series, this is definitely the most approachable one. Mm-hmm. Um, And having said that, this is still a very hard to <laughs> approach series, but it's good. I,
1: th- I think it's like, like we said, it's hard to know because we've played through world. So I don't know. this one's actually easier or we're just able to
0: or we're just used to being the right timing down yeah it is tough because it was like world was so broken and the online stuff was so bad and this one's just kind of bad with the online stuff it's a i mean we do we get disconnected every time we play right like somebody gets kicked
1: at least once one
0: round it does a good job apparently from what we've seen of like scaling those fights like you don't lose progress but you go into your own solitary version of the hunt and it seems to scale the difficulty which helps yep. but it can also turn the last 10 minutes of a fight into a schlag because now you're soloing a monster that's very fast and very focused on one thing and that is you yep.
1: I don't think so in world we've we've failed because we couldn't beat the guy in 50 minutes yes Um. Yep. And I remember a lot of them going 40 minutes, mm-hmm. really pushing it. This one, it's 15 minutes <clears and> you're <throat> out. Yeah. On most monsters. So the
0: time crunch hasn't been there yet. So it makes me wonder, like, when do you get there? Because I feel like it's coming. We talked about this mm-hmm. a little bit last night, too. It's like, even at the stage we're at, we've really only faced one screen filling monster. And I feel like. World through so many more of those at you so i feel like we're going to be coming up to that i just don't know where it's going to hit yep but yeah great game
1: yeah i thought it was i didn't know i would be that far into monster hunter again
0: i know especially because like i was the guy when like frostborn or whatever came out and I was like trying to get you at least. Yeah. And you're like, uh ah. I was oh, like, ah, oh, fuck. Andy's <laughs> going <gonna, like> to, Andy's <laughs> off of it. If I, can, if I can't convince the one person who's willing to stick out the, the main game. So yeah, it's cool. The fact that you don't have to pay anything for it, I think probably helps too. Right.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, we
0: have been just chewing through time. Should we, should we do uh staff picks?
1: Yeah, let's go for it.
0: I'm gonna I'll touch on mine I'm super excited um Andy brought it up an episode or so ago but those daddish games which are just like super fun super meat boy cross super mario world three platformers uh they launched a new game it's called daily daddish you can pay 9.99 for it on the switch or you can download it on mobile for free there are ads um but it's exactly what you'd think it's it's one new level every day of a daddish game and you just try to beat it. And there's, there's a new level for every day of the year. And if you can get the high tier score, you get like a star and there's cosmetics and things you can buy. But I mostly don't even try for that. If I happen to get the star, I am great, but it's, it's, it's just fun to like pop that thing open every morning and spend like, well, today pissed me off today. I struggled, but most days I pop it in and, you know, you're through it in five minutes, and then you get that little like quick one liner at the end with your smart ass dadish or your radish kid and move on. It's
1: that was my question. If they have a one liner for every day.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The one liner, okay. the one liner is what you're there for. I mean the game's good yep. too, but yeah. Um I've been playing it every day since launch. I think I'm like nine days straight now. So wow. I recommend getting it on mobile. I mean, if you want to support the dev, I can't not recommend the switch version, but it it, mm-hmm. it fits the mobile platform very well and you can't argue with free. I mean you can pay I think three or four bucks to unlock it to have the ads off. Um, but I think you only get an ad if you die three times. And you gotta watch an ad, and then you just get to go three more times. So it's not okay. Not annoying. Um super charming. Having fun with it, gotta recommend it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dad that is. That's a good idea like just having one every day, keeping people on the hook on something like that. Cause I really liked it. And then I just kind of fell off of it. Yeah. But well, again, had...
0: like the the standalone games, you know there's three of them. I mean, you beat them in what, like hour and a half, two hours, and then you're done. Yeah. But here it's like this little daily dose of like humor. Um, Cause again, like the, the whole point for anyone who hasn't played it is you're a radish, who's a father and his kids run off. So you're basically playing as the dad radish getting to the end of the level. And then your kid will say some smart ass ridiculous thing. I think, I think my favorite was like the intro of this game was like <clears throat> showing you how to move. And then like this new character comes on screen. He's like, I'm grandpa Dadish," like blah, blah, blah. You go get him son. And then like you get to the end of the level and um <laughs> your kid's like, I didn't know I had a grandpa and you're in the dad characters. Like I've never met that man before in my life. Don't talk to him.
1: <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. Funny. Yeah. There's some great humor in those. Uh, so mine is uh, I kind of mentioned it earlier with the game boy advance games coming to switch. There's a, uh, some games that came out that I don't think are going to be heading to that service. Those, the advanced wars games, because obviously they just <laughs> putting out the reboot. So right they're not, they're not going to uh, put those out. Um, but I spent so much time with those games when those came out. Um, just the cartooniness of them. Right. And uh, the, uh, the attitude to them. I I did like a lot of tactics games back then, you know, the Final Fantasy ones and stuff like that, but they were always so serious other than Disgaea, but that's a whole other, I don't, <laughs> that's a whole other problem with those games, but Advance Wars just had a good, uh, just a good mix of the tactics and just kind of bright, shiny Nintendo-ness to it. Sure. Um,
0: and those came out on Game Boy Advance, right? I mean, Advance Wars, yep. obviously, but that's where that... Because there was also... Wasn't there Advance Wars on DS, too? Did it spill over?
1: Yeah, and I never played those. So the, the first one on DS, I really got turned off of because they advertised it as a kind of like a gritty... They were trying to chase Call of Duty grittiness, I think. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's actually in the game like that, but... And then they did return to it with dual strike i think it was kind of the return to form i played that one very little i think
0: but it's kind of the fact that the first couple don't take themselves overly seriously that kind of add to the charm
1: right yeah yeah it's um you know a lot of people kind of were joking that (laughs) it's silly that they postponed the the release of the switch game because of the war yeah, but if you really look at the content in that they, they act, there is a lot of like lackadaisical, like just laughing about war in the game. So yeah,
0: maybe not it comes off, tone deaf. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It comes across a little bit, uh, a little bit not <laughs> off, but um, that first game I played a hell of a lot of it. Um, So I, I don't know if I'm ready to go back to him though. Like if, I think if you haven't played it, I think uh, the reboots are probably a great option. But I just might be over this. Like I thought You're I over wanted this. You your staff pick? Yeah, I I I don't know if I want a new version of it cuz they there are like indie versions of this. I think there's one called like Wargroove which is very much a you know, styled like this um tactics game and I just never went to that one. I think it was free on something at one point, and I still never played it. But, uh, yeah, the, it's a good strategy game, and uh, I think people should play it.
0: And maybe I'm wrong, but isn't it true that, like, Advance Wars was kind of like an extension of a series in Japan that was, like, NES Wars? Like, like there was yeah, like there a Wars. Yeah, there was a Famicom, Famicom Wars. Wars. Yep. I mean, yep. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. And none of that ever got Westernized. So
1: I don't think so. It was just
0: advanced wars where they're like, here, we'll roll it off to everybody.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I I think that's, that was probably the right idea (sighs) because it was a lot more cartoony then at that point. So,
0: yeah. And you know, I remember those, those launch like just getting critically acclaimed and, um, being a big deal. I just was not into At that time I was not into tactic stuff. I think I would dig it now. Like having found games in that vein that I've liked over the last 10 years, but mm-hmm. yeah, my, I, I intend to check out the, the reboot thing. Um, I'll probably give it a purchase just cause I haven't experienced the others. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not overly deep. There's it's, you know, you have your type of units and you find the, the right cover for them and try and get an advantage. And then you have, each, uh, captain or commander has different abilities that you can use. Cool. Um,
0: I like that. Not overly complicated, right? Like some yeah. of those, some of those games get so far up their own ass that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I really love into the breach. That's a great strategy game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of like this, but that does get a little bit, um, a little, a little bit, bit, bit complex. Yeah. yeah.
0: you enjoy our content head on over to geekade where you're going to find podcasts on video games music comics movies and so much more and uh patreon exclusives like early access to episodes recording schedules all available at geekade.com what's your geek for anyone who hasn't listened before we have a segment here here that we call the weekend rental which is just a video game that we pick for a given system we'll play it and give our opinions and decide whether we would choose to buy rent or burn uh, on our scale and by burning we mean physically burn uh, we did something a little different we usually go well it's a little different in the vein of our show but i was gonna say we usually go retro this is retro. Um, it's, just, yeah. it's just a lot newer retro than we usually we're go. We're freaking old now. We are old. Uh, so we're talking about an Xbox OG original Xbox game, Crimson Skies, developed by Microsoft Game Studios when that was a thing in the early days of the Xbox and Xbox Live. Um, and Crimson Skies is a, <clears throat> I think it was on PC, a game by a similar name. Um, I don't know if this was any relation to it, but as as you can expect, this is a sort of alternate universe to World War Two, I guess it would be, um, or World War. And uh it's a lot of aviation stuff, kind of steampunky stylings. Um and you're doing a lot of dog fighting. You're doing a lot of turret fighting. You're doing a lot of dog fighting. You're doing <laughs> some more turret Repeat. fighting. Um and what's funny is this. I think this game came out in two thousand two or three. It it was it was a very popular and like pushed for Xbox Live title in the early days of Xbox Live. Um, and this was considered and and, and Microsoft Game Studios was kind of notorious for this with so games like Blood Wake and different things at the time. Is like they really went for the graphical piece and like when you read about this game in the old reviews, it's like the show stopping graphics and in then in retrospect you can kind of see it but when you play it now um it looks weird when I got to that scene that was rendering the rain hitting the glass of your TV screen and then like kind of like streaking down it was so laughably and jarringly <laughs> bad that it like just kind of ruined the whole thing for me but I could see how in 2000 whatever three this would be but yeah the cutscenes look pretty ugly visuals look I mean, adequate look at these
1: people yeah look at those people
0: yeah so the main character is nathan who looks just like nathan drake if his chin was like the size of texas um, <laughs> and i think i think just like what sets the tone for this game and the era and the attitude of xbox is just that opening cutscene of this game where your main character gets his door kicked in he's held up at gunpoint and then uh there's some dialogue and then all of a sudden like a uh, naked redhead just pops up like oh, he's yeah, bagged another one sort of thing he he and then he just like the main character gets up and he's like well i gotta catch a plane i uh i suspect i was a gentleman last night and then he just like runs off and leaves the lady there and that like <laughs> kind of epitomizes early 2000s mentality in gaming yes like to a t um and it's pretty cringy and that sets you on your adventure You've been robbed, there's you've been like, hoodwinked, you've been serviced, there's no you're ready to go. Just,
1: just no subtlety to any writing or character work in any, nope. any of like that generation. they I mean, straight Albert the, Einstein. Like They just yeah, took Albert Einstein. <laughs> yeah, it's a rip-off.
0: So I think what happens is... And um, a lot of games in the early 2000s felt like this is they like they are very much video games. They're video game ass video games is the only way I can describe them. It's there's a lot of like car combat and like, you know, the whole objective was to get in and shoot and blow up stuff and explosions and pretty visuals. And that's all here. Um, but it's. As you can imagine, like eventually that stops being compelling, especially with a story that's just sort of derivative and just meant to nonsensically move you to a new area of the map, let's say. Um yep. there's very little done in cool level design. We did talk about how there is a base raid mission where you need to like time the explosion of enemies to the new recruits coming in, so you can like invade a, a trapdoor essentially, but I feel like after 20 minutes, you know what this game is going to give you. Mm -hmm. None of it is fundamentally bad, but after another 20 minutes of that, you're kind of over it.
1: Yeah. I do like that. There is kind of like an open world ish look for collectibles. Sure. Hub area to fly around in, but then there's also like the open world ish aspects that just,
0: are poor decisions where like you blow up an enemy and they'll drop like power-ups for you, but they fall at an absurdly fast rate and then disappear as soon as they like, touch the ground, which
1: yeah, what's the point? I, so I, I was trying to figure out if that is money because if that's money, that really sucks. No. It, so
0: you do run into money later but they come in like little yellow pouches. Okay. Most of them are health and ammo. Yeah that's what i thought
1: but uh yeah the money part cuz money you need to upgrade uh your your ships as well as like collectible tokens that you need to upgrade your ships so if you weren't getting money the at the same rate as what they were offering it to you i think you could really lose out one- right on the upgrades
0: and it's very slow to offer you upgrades this game is painfully mm-hmm. slow to offer you any upgrades And then they all start kind of coming in the way of like vehicles. I think you go from like, I don't think I'm progressing at all to a a point in the second act where I've got like four vehicles now and I can upgrade them. Um, To me, when I was playing this, like this reminded me so much of those star Wars games, like not the rogue squadron stuff as much. I mean, there is some of that vibe because of um, the aerial stuff, but like some of those, like, I'm trying to even think like the the clone wars era stuff there was that one star wars game that was on everything and it was basically like this it was just ground combat right like you're just in vehicles endlessly firing i mean sure the situation changes level to level the objective changes level to level but at the end of the day yeah. it is the same action you're doing just in a mildly different scope and yeah, that doesn't it works as a visual showpiece, which is what they were trying to do. It doesn't work as like an enjoyable experience over a long period of time though, and that's where the gameplay just kind of completely falls apart. They don't do enough interesting new stuff to make it worth the slog of like getting to. And and to the game's credit, they do a pretty ambitious job like you said of the open world and trying to give you options in every fight, like you can approach those battles in a lot of ways. Typically you could dogfight like they want you to, or you could fly up to your home base blimp and just get on the turrets, uh, which often is better because you don't have to worry about your health and you got unlimited ammo. So they try to give you a pretty good perspective and like way to make the fight your own minus some of the more like focused chase and follow missions. But at the end of the day, it's not enough to make me, like engaged in the game anymore, I guess. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I was telling you this, how there's something wrong with me where in video games, when you're flying a ship, that's the only thing that I can, that I need to have it inverted. The Controls need to be inverted when I'm flying a plane in a video game. I have no idea why. I'm sure I just learned that muscle memory at some point yep but as soon as you get to a turret i I need to have it the other i just need yeah. to have standard so I strike constantly a little bit had, too so i I had to change it back every time <laughs> I had to switch between inverted and non inverted every time I switched, yeah which is a little annoying, but that's on me that's not that's not the game's problem
0: I feel like that's a that's a time and place conversation too right that I feel like the xbox especially, but that whole era of video gaming brought up the great inverted debate right.
1: Oh yeah, with with Halo, it was standard with, inverted, right? With Halo,
0: yeah. really offering it up, and like I remember people like screaming at each other in multiplayer matches about inverted being better. You know, because you you'd hand out controllers and like switch out control, and like heated debate. Like I'd never what the fuck's inverted. Nobody gave a shit up until then. We all had goldeneye, right? Like we played the yep. same no matter what. But yeah, that that whole inverted when it came to these types of games and first person shooters in that generation was like that was a battleground.
1: That's. That- in shooters, it's weird to me because like inverted in a plane makes sense because that's it's like a boat motor, you know, you you point it the opposite way of what you want it to go.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's just weird that in in a video game, I just don't think.
0: I'm pretty sure in, I in shooter it just doesn't make sense. Halo.
1: You did, huh? I still
0: wow. think I do. I'm trying to really? remember.
1: Really? Wow.
0: Because it was always the light poles, right? Like you looked at the light poles and. Maybe yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I know there was something I played inverted, but
1: yeah, it is. You don't invert horizontally, right? God, could or you imagine that That'd would be? be. Weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This uh, this game is it's it's. I think it's good for its time. Yeah. Um, we played on Xbox One, so or Xbox series. series X. So they definitely did some upgrading it's sharper the resolution is i'm sure way higher once you get the cutscenes, it's way muddier right. so
0: yeah i was gonna say there's a blessing and a curse to that
1: yeah um but the textures are obviously like you know not great mm-hmm. they're still um but yeah overall it's it's not too bad
0: and i think it's tough to like fully appreciate what this game should have been because i think like i i, I remember playing demos of this and I remember how big of a thing it was within the Xbox live circle um, for people who were into that. And this did have 16 person online multiplayer back in an era when that wasn't too normal. Um, so we, tr- we, we wanted to play it. We couldn't, uh, I think the OG Xbox games are forever, at least off of Xbox live at this point. But
1: yeah, I th- thought they would have brought that back, but I guess <clears> not.
0: Yeah. Um, so we try to give it as fair of a shake as you can
1: yeah a 16 player dogfight would be pretty interesting i think so I could too that in a good time
0: or it would just turn into like endless u-turns it, it, it could go <laughs> either way right like yeah. I, I would need to experience it and see what like options are available for planes and strategies i mean it all comes down to the maps know, i could see like a good like trench run type map where mm-hmm. but yeah it, it would be cool to have experienced that um and short of having a land party, I guess we're not going to get to know that. But
1: mm-hmm. yeah, hey, I got a question for you. Sure. Uh You know zeppelins? They're well known for being very highly unstable aircrafts. Yeah, not very reliable. Right. Um, if if you were going to, you know, try and shoot one down, how how many bullets do you think it would take? I'm going to guess shoot down like a zeppelin
0: three. um or if this game is to believe be believed what 45 rockets maybe (laughs) something like that maybe maybe the professor or whatever like engineered non-helium filled yeah and that's the only thing with this game that's just like that's a choice like with the steampunk aesthetic where it's like yeah air travel veered off is like the main form of travel then why did we stick with blimps (laughs) like I don't know. It doesn't really add up. So, yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to live in a city where like a blimp just like takes me across town, but I also don't want to die in like a helium <laughs> explosion. <laughs> so
1: yeah. uh,
0: what an era of humanity where they are just like, yeah, let's, let's walk into this little bucket attached to this essentially floating bomb. We'll call, we'll call this transportation. This is the future.
1: Oh, the humanity.
0: Uh, well <laughs> that might tie in well to our, our Byron burn scale. What do you what do you give Crimson Skies and the old OG Xbox? Mm.
1: You know, playing it now, I I might say burn. Like I th- I think I had a good enough It was it was fine, but the more I played it, it just got old, you know? Okay, it was the same thing. I think I'm gonna burn it.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I sadly am going to agree with you. Um, I think it's probably a perfectly fine rental, but like I don't ever want to touch this again. Like I don't need. Yeah. I don't need to be in a turret. I don't need to be in a plane. Like I put two and a half hours into this, maybe, and I'm gonna probably never dust it off again. So,
1: I, if they reskin this as a Tailspin game, though, sign me up.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Fair, sure. but we're burning the sucker now. That's that's surprising. I didn't think we were going to come to a burn consensus. Yeah, I would.
1: I w- I was going to do rent, but I just you know. I'm with you. I, I got to be a to really bit more Resent
0: harsh. every minute I was putting into it beyond the first like thirty. Like the yep. more I played it, the more annoyed I was getting. And then we played Monster Hunter after it, and it was like we well, can't even compare. It's like a quality game. <laughs>
1: I just assumed, you know, the more the farther you get in the game, the more evasive your targets are going to be. And that just seems more annoying. Right. (laughs) Like That just seems like a lot less fun.
0: More chasing for the same old tedious shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, I think that wraps the episode then, huh?
1: Yeah. So if you played this game, actually I want to hear if you've played multiplayer because I think this probably would be cool mm-hmm. i want to know like what the modes were there's probably some cool modes in there capture the flag would probably be pretty cool in this game
0: Ooh, i didn't even thought of that um
1: uh but you can send us that message to our email address at weekend podcast at com. we're also on twitter so you can dm us um but until next time be kind rewind blimps are not for travel
0: Or unless they're lead. (laughs) Lead Zeppelins are pretty good, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah.